Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. So this is going to be a combination of a little bit of third eye because this is our final week of May and I'm going to stick to my commitment and that is our final chakra of the feminine aspects of the um, chakra, the Kundalini. And obviously we also are in our Sagittarius full moon lunar eclipse energy today. So here's the thing about this video. I actually didn't even want to come on and show my face today because that's the energy that I'm in. I, I'm like not really feeling like I want anyone to see me, but you know, my thought inside of the, the Sagittarius energy is that this is very much about the strength of the Sagittarius energy is to be able to teach from a place of authenticity um, because you've learned through experience and you're passing it on in this way that is very like very deep inside of your your convictions um, as far as your belief systems and you know what's coming to light wherever Sagittarius lands in your natal chart is where there potentially are still um, negative belief systems or negative thoughts or you know things that potentially would hold you back from learning um, the lessons that need to be learned right now. And with Saturn in retrograde, we certainly are really up against some um, potentially longstanding karmic cycles, um, even past life that are coming forward. So my thought was, well, you know, inside of this lunar eclipse full moon, that I would just share a little bit of my testimony today as to where I'm at right now and what's been coming up for me inside of my own healing journey because I'm learning um, and to be able to teach from that place of authenticity is often the the best place to, to share from. So you, I'm, I'm going to try to keep my, my faculties aligned. I am um, really suffering some, from some dense um, energy in my mental space today. Um, full moons are tough for me. I, I do suffer from Lyme disease and, and some cross infections with that. And full moons tend to be um, a place of big time die off and herxing reactions. So I'm definitely in that today um, and feeling the heaviness in my third eye. The third eye, I think what I want to say about the third eye today is that the third eye is connected into the pituitary and 
the pituitary is one of our God glands um, that allows us to experience extrasensory. So we have our normal vision, right? That we have our physical eyes for, we have our physical ears for hearing. And the, the third eye brings an, another dimension to this. It allows us to tap in almost to kind of the astral, like in the out of body, the objective perspective to rise above that 50,000 foot perspective of all of the earthly things that are going on. So we can really be able to see the, the higher spiritual intelligence of our divine masculine, divine feminine selves. Um, inside of the third eye, actually between the third eye and the crown, there's actually two other chakras um, that come into play that people don't really talk about a whole lot, but they have to do with um, soma production. And soma is considered kind of the nectar of the gods. It's um, the the nectar of enlightenment. Um, it's technically, it's this milky chemical substance that if if you are an enlightened position in your life and you're meditating and, and all of that enough and pulling that kundalini energy up through the channel, that your pituitary would start to produce soma. And the soma actually bathes the brain and creates um, a divine experience in our human form. And so we do associate third eye with uh, intuition, right? Or the third eye, um, we, we often think of as the, the, the all seeing eye, but the third eye is also in connection to the pituitary is where we process and store emotional responses. And it can actually turn into those deep structures in the brain can turn into almost like a storage facility, right? Um, as we think of those, those big places that have all the bay doors and, and things like that. And, you know, when we move into times like we are in now with the, the energy of the lunar eclipse and the full moon and, you know, um, and all of the other things that have been leading up to this, we've got Mercury retrograde inside of Gemini right now. We have a Saturn in retrograde. We're moving, we're in eclipse season now, moving towards the next um, Saturn year in a square and solar eclipse. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff going on right now that would really provoke us on an emotional level. And so you know, part of the, the clearing um, or clarity of the third eye does have to do with us paying attention to ourselves on an emotional level and really honoring ourselves as emotional beings and that the, the emotions are on purpose. They are meant to be navigational compasses. I've, I've said this a thousand times. Um, and so it is about being, having the, the emotional intelligence that we've talked about, um, a grace inside of your wisdom, you know, and knowing that we are always the student and the teacher at the same time. And that all, even when you've chosen your truth, your higher truth, even when you've chosen that, there is always still an opportunity to listen to another person's position and see a new dynamic in life. How I felt about this energy in general right now, I think moving into eclipse season, and I said it to Charlene this morning when she and I were chatting, it's like, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the, the caverns in like the Mayan area, but there were these really deep 
caverns that go down into the earth that people go to to explore these caves and caverns that you actually have to rappel down into and they're just these giant black holes right in the earth at the bottom are all of these um really cool caverns and and things um and so this is how i feel about eclipse season is that we are rappelling down into this this cavern. We're repelling down into this darkness, this dark cave. But it's not necessarily like, uh, it's, it's more of the adventure, right? It's like that idea of being an explorer. And the, the repelling equipment is, that's your, your lifeline, right? And it's also your boundaries. I think that we're really in this eclipse season going to be challenged inside of how well we can sit inside of dynamic truth, which means this is the where the third eye comes in. It's, truth is, it's holographic, right? There's all different facets to truth. And it all depends on where you're looking at any given moment as to where your truth is going to be focused and where it's going to be real and validated. And so the third eye allows us to see truth from all different directions and, and a much higher perspective. It's like we, we kind of go back to more of the basics and, and move ourselves out of the heaviness of the details. And in, in this, we're, we're learning how to see all different levels of truth um stay grounded right we've got our repelling equipment that we're holding on to is we're we're gradually lowering ourselves down and being able to really maintain that safety line is where you've anchored into your own truth and and how you're holding boundaries around that that you can be a good listener you can listen you can learn all of those things without getting sucked in to another person's truth and and compromising yourself in some way and so this is where our our old belief systems our old narratives our old levels of truth that might not be in alignment with where we're going they're going to become really visible and we're going to be tested inside of that and so you know, this is where that Sagittarian energy comes up. And it, it's interesting, if you, if you can pull up your natal chart, there's lots of different free places. All you have to do is go on Google and just put in free natal chart and you'll get your chart. Um, it will pop up and you can see which house of your natal chart is Sagittarius. And you can do a little research on that house in your natal chart to see, um, you know, what the themes are in that particular area of your chart. And this is how you're going to know really where you're going to be challenged inside of this. Um, I will say that one of the things that I have seen, this is inside my own experience right now, but I've also seen it showing up for other people, is that there seems to be this push to get in our body. And I know that for me, this is where, this is where my mastery has been sidelined. I am, you know, my self-mastery has been, I am awesome. I have like multiple PhDs <laughs> from the heart up. In this realm, uh, my mastery is on point. Below the heart, not so much. When it comes to the earthly wholeness, this is where my work is. And this is where I am being challenged to go. So my I'm rappelling down into my sacral chakra in a really big way right now. Um, and really going 
at it from a physical perspective, like looking more at my physical body, my relationship with my physical body and how that connects to my inner child and the shadow work around that and watching how all of these other things in my life are directly connected to my relationship with my physical body and how I feel in my body. Do I trust my body? Am I in alignment with my body? Am I supporting my body? Am I letting my body support me? And you know, a lot of the answers to those questions for me are no, 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 and no. <laughs> and so this is really where my learning is coming in. And I'm seeing some people that are very close to me going through some really similar things. It's like, I've mastered all the higher realms, but now I need to love my body. And, and doesn't it make sense? You know, like if, if we're thinking from the perspective of the ascension plan and we truly are moving ourselves into more of a crystalline form, you know, we hear people talk about what the 5D is about. And, you know, some people even bring in this, um, the, the upgrade of the physical form that we would be timeless, right? That we could live for hundreds and hundreds of years. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, no way, like our physical bodies are not trained right now to to withstand time because we're really good at breaking them down because we use our bodies instead of you know being in harmony with our body systems and so if we're truly going to start upgrading our physical form then we've got to take all of this stuff that we've been studying up here and start applying it to the physical avatar um, or we don't have it we don't stand a chance of of extending our life anymore because the body will just continue to break down based on the belief systems that are in place around that and so i do think it's time for a lot of us to to take you know, this, this time period that we're moving in now, um, you know, and, and Gemini, there's no better time to do it to explore our relationship with ourselves. You know, it's like the idea of the lovers, but applying it to self, right. And, and understanding your, your own dynamic of duality. Um, you know, the fact that you are still having a physical experience, like we've talked about these things over and over and over again, over and over but I really feel like the, the truth of this and the application is right here in front of our faces. And, you know, I know for me personally, going into the, I've redirected myself back into this place over and over again, because this is where I'm most comfortable to really put that down in my body and make changes there. It hurts. It's icky. It's raw. It's all the things that I don't want to look at. And that's really, you know, it's like we think we've done all of this work and then the truth comes to visit again. And this is what eclipse season is one of the best times to do this kind of work because you can commit to a permanent release, which is what the lunar eclipse allows us. It gives us an opportunity to really say, I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm done with this forever. Right. And so, you know, we can really look back. This lunar eclipse will connect to the last solar eclipse that we had six months ago. And it's like, what new, what did, what did we begin back in December and what's closing in that cycle? Because then we move into the, the solar eclipse in June and, and now we get to start a new cycle. We get to start some really powerful new beginnings. And so the lunar eclipse allows us the opportunity to say, I've worked on, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this part. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to being done here. 
And, and this is what we're putting our emphasis on, you know, for the, the, this particular lunar eclipse and with the Sagittarian energy for the full moon, it's like, where, where is this inside of your, your belief system? You know, and where are you talking the talk and not walking the walk, right? It's like you, you've gone through a learning process. You know things, right? You know things, but are you doing the things? And this is where we are students and teachers, right? Because we can't go out and teach someone something that we really haven't done ourselves. You know, that's not authentic. And the these experiences that we're that we're getting into now we're going down in the hole we're going to get dirty on this adventure and we're ready for it our souls have been doing all of this work to prepare us for this moment so it's time to get dirty and dark and and it's going to be fun and we're going to get muddy and we're you know like all of those things because it's the child in us right that's what that's what we're descending into you know when we think about repelling down into the sacral chakra it is it's the child within us. And, you know, what kid doesn't want to be given full permission to go out and play in the mud and get dirty and, you know, and, and climb and explore and, you know, all of that. Um, and so I do feel that energy in, in this, where I know some people got super intimidated, um, or downright fearful of lunar eclipse um, energy or, you know, because of the fact that the idea of something ending um, immediately draws us into the energy of death and our ego freaks out. So, you know, but the thing of it is, is that, you know, we've talked about this over and over again. It's the the duality of of death and rebirth, right? It's like you can't you can't have one without the other. So if we're expanding and moving into a new direction, that means that something old has got to go if it's not in alignment with the new path that we're on. So, you know, I know for me right now, um, I'm tired. Um, I'm not really feeling very motivated. I, I want to cocoon. I want to go down into this cave and I want to be in the darkness. You know, my, my Plutonian self is saying like, I want to curl up in a blanket with a, with, you know, myself and all of my stuff. And that's where I want to stay for the next three weeks. <laughs> and if I had the luxury of doing that, I probably would. I've already given like a heads up to some of my closest friends of like, Hey, if I disappear over the next couple of weeks, you know why? And, and that's okay. And this is also a time where, you know, I've had lots of conversations with people about, I don't know what to do. I'm feeling lost. I can't make any decisions right now. That is all okay. All of it is okay. So let yourself be where you are right now and, and just really honor that position because even in the most uncomfortable of situations, sometimes we have to be in that discomfort. I've been feeling that too. Like, you know, one of my big things down in that inner child is my emotional relationship with food. And that food was my friend. You know, it was like when I had no one else and I was home alone after school, you know, I would eat my feelings. And this has been something that I've, you know, I've worked with for the majority of my life. And I'm feeling it right now that I'm like revisiting that little girl and I'm revisiting that energy. And it's this need. It's like this, this void in there. It's like, I need to eat something and it needs to taste good. It needs to be sweet or it needs to be, needs to be comforting. Right. And, and of having to realign myself and, you know, it's more like the, the Marianne Williamson 
direction that she has with, she has a, a book out spiritual weight loss, basically, and filling that void with God's love instead of trying to fill it with food. Right. And, and so, you know, redirecting that little girl and, and letting her know you don't, you don't have to go to food to feel loved. You don't have to go to food to, to fill you up um, that, that need. But when you're in that angsty moment of, I need, I need, I need, I need, and that's like the addiction, right? You go looking for something. And if, it, if you can't have one thing, then you'll go look for something else, um, to fill that hole. And so it's, it's like doubling down on that. And instead going into more of a meditative place of do something to love, really love yourself, the way that God would love you and that they're, you know, whatever limiting beliefs are connected to the fact that you aren't capable of doing that, then those are, those are the directions we need to go to ask for illumination. And, you know, my, my good friend, Amy Egan, you know, she constantly is reminding me, is like, Jenny, you've done, you've, you've been really good at inviting God into your life and all of these other areas. So why would you even hesitate to invite God into your body? or into your marriage, or into your parenting, or, you know, whatever is coming up. Um, and ask for revelation, ask for support, just giving it, giving it to God, right? And, and some of us are going to be in some really uncomfortable situations inside of eclipse season, because it's just the way it happens. If we aren't put in a really uncomfortable situation, sometimes we will not look at it and we will not create change because we become complacent, right? It's everything's okay, so I don't need to look at this. So sometimes it needs to not be okay in order for us to really look at it. But the energy that is really cool, like I was saying about this eclipse season, is that there is this sense of adventure inside of this. It's like we're gearing up to go into the cave, right? And there's like this little bit of anticipation. We're a little bit scared because we don't know what's in there, but we've got all this cool gear that we want to go in and play and explore and see what we find. Um, and so I think that, it, you know, if there was any perspective that might be helpful over the next few weeks during this time when we're sorting everything out, it's to keep that spirit of adventure in mind and also being open minded, making sure that you're that you are listening to others and where they are and that you don't need to fix them. Right. It's holding space for another person means you're just listening. And you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to, you know, jump on, jump in their boat. You know, it's, it's just about being there for each other as we go through some really uncomfortable stuff and we figure out where we stand in these things. And we keep, keep each other from doing a free fall down the hole, right? It's like, listen, you go down as far as you want to go, but make sure you're holding on to your repelling equipment. <laughs> Like, don't just dive into the hole and, and see what happens. Um, because, you know, I, I've said this a couple of times over the last month. It's like, that's a rabbit hole we don't want to go back down because there's nothing good happening down there. Um, so let's pull a couple of cards, all right? Let's 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 have some fun. Um, I think we're going to start with, um, I pulled my, I pulled three decks, my two moon decks um, that I always use, the Moonology and uh, Queen of the Moon Oracle. And then also... Um, wisdom of the hidden realms. And I think that that's the one I start, want to start with. Um, I actually, um, I don't, Jennifer, if you're still on, I've got my little unicorn here. Um, this was a gift from a friend and couldn't have been more timely with this body work, my body focus 
um, that I'm in right now, I've gone back to really working with the, the elemental realms. And uh, that little unicorn arrived in perfect and divine time as I was calling in the unicorns, the hidden realms, and the fairies. Um, and and I've been going to my, my shaman decks a lot too, um, that ancestral place also, uh, to, to just kind of pull in more of the earthly energy um, and and find some, some love and support in, in that earth realm. Okay, so I want to ask Spirit for some guidance for this full moon lunar eclipse that kicks off our eclipse season. Okay, I'm going to go with, this, with the middle. All right. Hmm. The prison waif. Interesting. Prison waif. She's in her little jail cell. Um, the theme of this card is self-sabotage and poverty consciousness. That's very appropriate. Um, the number on this card is 31, which gives us a four. And we're doing some foundational work right now, for sure. Um, you know, when we're shedding old belief systems and shedding old truths, there is a, a lot of clues into ways that we have been sabotaging ourselves, um, that we have been limiting ourselves um, from all of the things that we have available to us, our gifts, our passions, our, the, our ability to co-create. And the, the space in the heart says that there is no lack, that the rule of the universe, that God's law is that we all will always have enough, that we're always creating. And, but yet there is this, still this spirit of, um, of lack and limitation, um, in the third dimension where, you know, there is this disparity of thought of those that said that there's enough pie to always go around. And then there's those that say, well, I have to hurry to get my piece of pie because there isn't enough for everyone. So I'm going to take yours. I'm going to take your pie too. Um, and this is, this is a, a belief system that is, you know, I think one that is pretty profound in, in this particular time of ascension that we're, we're learning to let go of that, um, in the, the fight for equality, um, and our idea that we can all be abundant together. We can support one another. We can lift each other up that we don't have to be taking each other out in order to protect our own personal truth. And so the, the self-sabotage and poverty consciousness, this potentially, these could be some patterns that are coming up for you in this full moon right now where you're starting to have some self-realization around those areas of your life where you are limiting yourself or where you have limited thinking and being able to open up to more of this holographic version of truth where your truth is not the only one, it's not. It's your truth and it's very real and it's created your reality. So it is very real to you, but it's not, might not be real to another person. And so this is where we start to really understand where 
you know, staying within and being guided by our own North Star is really important because at any given moment, you could have somebody show up and, and basically tell you, no, you're wrong. Well, from their perspective, maybe you are, but from your perspective, you're right on point. And so, you know, this is, this is where our own abundance thinking of, I have enough, I will always have enough. I can stand in my truth and no one can take that from me and I am not threatened. Right. So old limiting beliefs around that. Let's see if there's any little gem gems inside the, the book description. When the prison waif arrives in his realm as your ally, he comes to remind you of the law of paradoxal intent. Your own self-sabotaging thoughts and hidden beliefs are, in fact, preventing you from your highest good. You might believe that you're doing all you can to manifest your reality, but perhaps you're giving in to thoughts such as the following. I can't do this. I'm unworthy. I'll fail, so why try? I don't deserve this. I'm unlovable. In fact, you're locked in a prison of your own making. That's good news because it means that you have the key to let yourself out. This is a sign that you need to spend some time with yourself addressing those beliefs that counter your hard work to get ahead. You can change them if you want to. You don't want to stay in prison, do you? So take inventory of your thoughts, let yourself out of that jail, and spend a few minutes outdoors in gratitude. It's time to let the sun shine in. And we talked about the last week when we were talking about the heart, right? We were talking about the home of gratitude and that the fastest way to shift yourself back into the heart and out of a place of really in such dark density, it's like you can't find your way out of it, right? The gratitude will break that darkness up just enough to give you a little bit of light to keep you on your path. And it's like no other, no other emotion can exist at the same time as gratitude is that powerful. Um, so doing little gratitude exercises anytime where you need a little pick me up. Um, and you can do this with others as well. It's in moments where you, you know, for me in inside of this journey, my own healing that I'm doing right now, there's a lot of self-judgment, um, self-critical thought and you know, the hearing what I'm saying to myself as I look at myself in the mirror or, you know, those kinds of things that ends up getting projected out onto other people around you. And so suddenly you've become over judgmental and over critical of those that are around you as well, because that's the voice within and you're doing that to yourself. And so another way, it's kind of a, an outward gratitude exercise, but, you know, sh saying, well, I'm grateful for these aspects of that person, you know, uh, of all of the really good, the good attributes of the people around you, and then doing that for yourself as well. Okay, so let's do Moonology and see what comes out of that deck. I'm so thankful for spirit. It, I mean, allowing that energy to, to come through is kind of saving me right now because if I had to rely on my, my human brain um, in this moment, it, this would not be going very well. Because <laughs> I can feel it. Like I feel, I can feel the, the heaviness here in my, in my, my third eye chakra um, as my, my brain is trying to clear itself from the the die off of the the limes and and all of that 
Okay, so Moonology. We're going to go with the bottom card stack. New Moon in Libra is the energy that we're getting from this deck. A new romantic cycle begins. So what's what has been interesting about this time, you know, with all the different planetary stuff that we've had going on, there has again and again we keep coming back to this focus on relationship. And you know, I think that it's it really has we we tend to be very focused on our external relationships, right? But, you know, it does all come back to the relationship we have with ourselves and the places that we're struggling inside of our relationships or what's triggering us about that other person, that's a piece of self that's trying to show up for you and say, you know, this is an area where we can do some healing for ourselves. Because if you've healed that place, then the other person can't trigger you inside of that particular issue, right? So that person is just mirroring at you the places that still need a little healing and some love. And so I love the fact that we're looking at a new romantic cycle, new moon in Libra. It's, you know, and being falling in love with self, right? I, I mean, especially inside of my own testimony right now, this is exactly what I'm attempting to do. And I have decided that inside of this new love affair with myself and really learning to, to love all of me that this is going to have a really positive impact on my marriage as well, right? My external romantic relationship. And so we, we forget sometimes. It's like we put so much focus into the external part that we forget that if we were inside and doing the work in here, and remember boundaries being a really important part of this process right now, um, doing all of the work in here then will start to ripple out through your field and the things that are around you will start to shift as well. And perhaps maybe these really critical judgmental high expectations of self, you might not even realize it that you're putting this on your partner, right? Expectations that cannot be fulfilled because the work is inside. And there's nothing they can do to change you or fix you or heal you. That's the inside job. And so there, sometimes we have these unspoken expectations, especially with our partner. And so when we look at a new romantic cycle, it's about bringing ourselves back into balance, right? Um, I always think of the, the old book, the um, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And the part in there where they talk about keeping your side of the street clean. Um, that if you're constantly going across the street and cleaning up the other person's mess, that's codependency, right? Um, and if you're expecting someone to come over and clean up your side of the mess, that's also codependency. Um, and these are expectations that are unreasonable. And so when we keep our side of the street clean, we, we bring balance, right? Because the expectations have been placed back on ourselves to do our own inner work. Um, and then knowing through the law of manifestation that this will come in to the relationship. And so finding balance within self will bring balance into your romantic relationship. So this could be, you know, as we move towards the solar eclipse, we know sometimes this is when, um, well, I mean, the fact that we're in Saturn retrograde, Mercury retrograde, and inside of this new moon lunar eclipse, eclipse season, right? When we're cleaning things out or starting new things, we do tend to attract past 
lovers, right? Or past relationships of some kind that there's unfinished business. So you could even, if you're single and not attached, you could be looking at, you know, someone coming back maybe to um, reignite an old relationship or, um, you know, maybe a past life soulmate coming back. Um, you know, if you want to learn more about the planetary stuff, you go listen to Charlene. Um, she talks about some of this, but I love this new romantic cycle um, energy coming into this this reading because I do think it's it is we're 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 laying down some really hard boundaries, new boundaries um, for ourselves, and you know I would say Jennifer it's it is too like are you dating yourself, you know and if you feel like you've done a really good job creating a love affair with yourself and dating yourself then perhaps it is time to open up that door and make some space to potentially invite someone in to this new wholeness that's been created in self. So a new romantic cycle begins. Okay. Queen of the Moon Oracle, our last card of the three card pool. Funny, I haven't had any any jumpers today from these decks. Sometimes I'll just the card will jump right out, but not today. Okay. All right. Go top of the deck for this guy. Balance. <laughs> That's pretty much right on point with the with the Libra scales, right? Balance. Number 19. That's 20. So again, we've got the relationship, right? Partnership energy, duality in the two. It's funny because yesterday I pulled cards for myself and I pulled um, from the Metatron deck, I pulled the balance card or balance needed with the duality card um, came up for me yesterday. So um, <laughs> I am, I'm her today. Look at the cloud down around the, the top of her head. Um, that's pretty much how I feel right now. And <laughs> I can't see, my sight is obscured. So I am basically being guided by the light of spirit in my heart right now and giving it to God in order to be able to form this new relationship with my physical body and do that healing that I so do not want to do. Oh my gosh, I want to run in the other direction so much, but it, it's time. It is absolutely time. All right, waning gibbous, balance. Seek balance. Extremes of anything are rarely healthy or useful. There may be an overreaction that has caused the issue. Ground yourself and allow your strength to rise from there. Be aware of where the imbalances in your life are at present. I seek and maintain healthy balance in my life. Working with the lunar cycle on a regular basis helps us actually experience the flow and balance of nature. The moon shows us the gradual and peaceful process of waxing and waning and the phases of perfect balance within. Our bodies, our minds, and our human spirits seek balance, yet perfect balance is almost impossible to achieve. 
Think on this. If we try to stand on one leg and balance ourselves, no matter how good at balancing on one leg we may be, it is still kind of a dance, is it not? The large and small muscles in our legs adjust, adjust to keep us upright, always moving, never perfectly still. The rest of our body is also performing a myriad of adjustments, a little to the right here in one moment and then a little to the center there. The point is that balance is a process, something we can actively seek if we are wise. We need to know when we are unbalanced so we can return to homeostasis. It is useful to know where our imbalances lie and to make a decision about moving towards a more balanced version of self. Self-reflection helps identify this. When we are too something, working too long, thinking too fast, eating too much. We need to be honest with ourselves so we can identify this quite easily. Allowing ourselves a more considered and balanced view invites a true peacefulness into our lives, something that many people crave in this incredibly busy and chaotic world. Balance allows us to understand that overwhelm isn't a place we want to visit, let alone set up home inside of. Boy, is that true. Companion stone is bloodstone. I've been going to the bloodstone a lot. Um, it's really helpful for blood balance and, and clearing. You know, it, I think it's been a go-to uh, recently over the last few months for myself because it is a root stone and it does help with adrenals and just supporting the, the balance of the blood itself. And we think about life blood, blood and the flow of life through the body with that and, and the ability to cleanse things out of the blood. Um, it's also a really helpful stone for um, this COVID time and the vaccination time, um, almost setting the intention that that bloodstone help filter your blood and, and help create balance where there may be imbalance, um, natural or unnatural. It can be very calming and very soothing. I actually um, got a, a worry stone, um, a bloodstone that's a, you know, one of those little worry stones. And I, I keep it in my work area. It's been very soothing. So I think that that's it. Um, you know, I actually am, like I said, I'm very grateful that Spirit brought forth the 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 pieces of the puzzle that it did. I don't even remember what I said on this video. So maybe I need to go back and listen to it myself. Because <laughs> um, that's what happens in, in channeling sometimes. So I just want to say thank you to each of you that joined me for the live today. I'm wishing you a blessed um, and uh, introspective and enlightening eclipse season uh, to remember the spirit of adventure, to be gentle with yourself as we ebb and flow and wax and wane, just like the moon. Uh, and that, you know, one day we could be on top of the world. And the next day we could be down in that pit, but everything is temporary. And so just be where you are, learn the lessons that are coming forward and start a new chapter of self-mastery. Maybe something that up until now you haven't been ready to do. Um, we are definitely fully supported in any way that we wish to enlighten and expand ourselves in a healthy way. So lots of love to you guys. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter CPC. 
If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can also contact me through my website or social media to set up a one-on-one session or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.